one of the reasons I am a published author today is because of my son, because I'm a single mom, because when I had him, you know, I had a great job and everything, but it wasn't paying enough money. So it was 2014, 2014, when a friend of mine told me about KDP and I just said to myself like, okay, well, I'm just going to try this on the side and see if it works. And I remember asking my boss for a raise (laughs) and I think not getting that raise at my job, um, knowing that I had to do something different um, and having my son there watching me, I decided to just take the leap and go for Mm. my dream. And I did it. If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie, and I'm a mother and an author of a self-published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate the crazy everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Welcome to another episode of These Moms Write. Check out my Facebook group, These Moms Write, for insider tips and workshop opportunities. Today, my guest is KK Allen. KK is a single mom and USA Times best-selling independent romance author with over a dozen titles to her name and a massive online following on TikTok and Instagram. But more than any of this, she is a master of reinvention, having left a job in IT in 2014 to build her incredibly successful author business. If you have ever considered taking the leap from your day job into the unknown, this episode has all the juicy details about how KK did it and how you can too. Please welcome KK Allen. So thank you, KK, so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. Um, So I have so many questions. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, But I always like to start off before we get into your, you know, your work in the romance genre and what brought you there and, and the journey that it's been. What are you excited about right now? Oh, gosh. So I actually just wrote the final words in my upcoming release, Way to Regret. Um, and that releases February 24th. So my editor's been editing as I've been writing. So I already have edits back and everything. And my early feedback is incredible. So I'll tell you, like, this is the first time in a very long time I felt so excited about something that I'm putting out, just something that I put like my, all my heart and soul into. So I'm really just, I can't wait for readers to get their hands on it. But that is saying a lot because I tried to count your books and (laughs) I don't know why I had a hard time. I was like, I thought there was about 18. Is that right? Um, Well, there's some special editions. So that might be why there's 16 full stories and then I have a couple short stories um and then yeah and then I have special editions and everything so yeah (laughs) so then I'm I'm intrigued so you have a lot of books so what is special about Weight of Regret? Uh, I think it really brings me back to when I first started writing romance and it's just very emotional it's very raw Um, It's very angsty. I love angst and like a little bit of drama in there. 
Um, but I just really wrote with my gut is how I've been telling people because it, I just have let myself dive into these characters heads in this world, um, in a way that I haven't, I don't really get to do because last year I wrote a lot of lighter romance, like it, all my stuff has emotion and some angst in it, but this one is just a little bit more gut punchy. (laughs) So, and I just love it. I love it. It takes a lot out of me, but when I can do it, I love it. Like are your other novels you're writing because you're like, this is what my readers want. So this is what I'm going to get. But this one, I just really want to write what I just really want to write. It's a little bit of everything. I'm definitely a mood writer. I'm a mood reader also. So I really try to let my creative voice have what it wants. Um, and I just was in a mood for a while. I wrote, um, the end of 2020, I want to say I released a bridge between us. It is a romantic suspense and it was deeply emotional. And I think after that, I just kind of needed a break on the emotional. Mm. So sometimes Mm. I need like a palate cleanser. Mm. Um, and I actually recommend that for a lot of writers who just need, even if you're writing a short story next, just to kind of Mm. take you out of one headspace and into another. It's a really, so for me, that works really well so that I can keep my creativity alive. So sometimes Mm. I do a little bit more lighthearted and Mm. fun and funny. Um, but I, any KK Allen reader is going to know what you're going to get out of my novels. Cause no matter what I'm writing, you're still going to get like those emotional elements and the angst and the feels. So yeah, I love that. That's such a great um, insight into the, the writing process. So this is just where you're at right now. And it's just part of your, you know, you have this range with, within the KK Allen style, but that you can honor those different feels you have and, and write a book that reflects that. And then the readers get that diversity, but you're getting that, you know, emotional, I guess, resonance out of each book. Yeah, exactly. I just, I think it's so important to honor whatever it is inside of us that allows us to write so freely. Cause there's so many times when we hit roadblocks or, you know, you people call it writer's block or, whatever. And I just, I'm always fighting against that in a way, even if it means that I just need to choose a different path for a little bit and able to detour back. Um, so yeah, it works for me. So let's go. So that's where you are today. Um, you have such a amazing career and you know, you, you write about being a single mom on your, your socials. And so can you tell me, like, I feel like being a writer full-time is such an accomplishment in itself. And and can you take us back to, like, when you first took that jump? Because I feel like as a single mom, like, that's a bigger, that takes more courage than someone who's like, well, I've got my husband, he can pay the bills. Yeah, and that's a great question. And I actually love talking about this because I feel like one of the reasons I am a published author today is because of my son because I'm a single mom, because when I had him, you know, I had a great job and everything, but it wasn't paying enough money. And I always had these books already written, you know, that I'd been writing since I was 12 years old, but I never once ever thought I could publish a book. It's not that I didn't think, believed in myself. That wasn't it. It was more, I didn't really know the opportunity existed. Um, So it was 2000. 
six, 14, 2014, when a friend of mine told me about KDP and I was in this job that I just like, I was very unhappy at the time when I started writing or started publishing. And I just said to myself, like, okay, well, I'm just going to try this on the side and see if it works. Um, and I remember asking my boss for a raise <laughs> because I needed to support my son. You know, I wasn't making enough, but like I was doing fine. Like I was supporting us just fine, but you know, mm-hmm. I wanted that something more. Mm-hmm. And I always, I love telling my son, he was young at the time, but I, I want him to believe he can truly do whatever he wants mm-hmm. to, like whatever he puts his mind on, whatever he works hard towards, it can be his, it just, you need to put in the work. So I had this dream. I had these books. I was like, let me polish this. Um, and, and I think not getting that raise at my job, um, knowing that I had to do something different um, and having my son there watching me, I decided to just take the leap and go for mm-hmm. my dream. And I did it. And I, and I started KK Allen, the name it's a pseudonym, but it's also, I'm not trying to hide. I think in the very, very, very beginning, I had no clue what was going to happen. And so I was kind of trying to hide. Mm. Um, but immediately before I even published, I started telling all my friends. I was so proud of myself, proud of myself. And I wanted people to be proud of me. So I was like, why not? Why am I not? So I've never really hid my identity or anything like that. But um, yeah, I did it. And I'm so proud. And, you know, years later, my son is proud. Like he knows I write kissing books. Um, <laughs> he's 10 now. So, you know, yeah, um, that's all he can know. <laughs> Wow, that's so exciting. And like, you, you say you just did it. But did you um, like I know for a lot of people, maybe they, they give themselves a, a runway. So you're doing your day job and you're okay. writing books. Did you did you like do that sort of triaged approach or? Oh, yeah, I, um, I started writing fantasy. So I put out three books of this fantasy trilogy over the course of two years. Um, just kind of seeing what happened. Like I wrote the first one, not knowing if I would ever write the second, but then I wanted to, you know, it was like mm. this addiction yeah. and just the addiction just kept growing. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm doing this. It got to the point years later where I was doing well. Like I was, um, I started to not be able to take enough vacation time. <laughs> to cover, uh, you know, to like do this on the side. I, it couldn't be right. on the side more. And I recognized that. So I took that leap about three years ago. I want to mm. say it's been almost three years now. Uh, and I'm so glad I did it because it's now I just dedicate all my time to it. So no, it wasn't like, mm. I definitely, I've been a slow burn. I'm a very slow burn person. And in the very <laughs> start, it was just dipping my toes into the water. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And mm. a lot of, and you'll see a lot of authors have totally different journeys and they hit a bestseller out the gate, which is incredible. I just never did that. So I had some great you know, things that happened along the way that really encouraged me. Um, Like when I made that change from writing fantasy to romance, I was Mm -hmm. already writing fantasy in my romance, but I was reading contemporary fantasy and new adult. And I was like, man, I want to write that. So it took kind of switching genres to find, start finding my people. Um, and from there, it just continued to keep growing. Like the people I'd meet, the books I'd read, 
everything just kept motivating me and inspiring me um, into what I am today. And I'm still doing that. Like I'm still taking bits and pieces and learning along the way. And like, still, I feel like I'm still honing in on my brand and I'm still figuring it out. And there's so many changes in this industry. It's so important to be versatile in, in order to like take new ideas and feedback and apply them to your brand and stuff. And I know we'll talk about TikTok a little bit later, but like, that's part of it, you know, like learning a completely different platform and getting comfortable on it in order to reach as many readers as we can, because indie authors, it's so hard. Um, And we really just have to dedicate our time to that. And um, yeah, and then it can be so much fun too. Yeah, absolutely. And why did you choose um, independent publishing back when you first started? I think for me at the time, it felt like a safe way to approach my dream Mm. um, without having to worry about rejection. Like I'd already felt so much rejection in writing, like in my business world, because I would write marketing pieces and stuff and it never was like good enough, Mm. but it turns out that just wasn't what I was supposed to be writing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I just didn't want to get beat down anymore. Um, Mm. So this was my safe way of approaching it and learning. Um, And I think I did the right thing. I think, you know, everyone's journey is going to be so different. Uh, And but this was mine and it worked for me. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I've heard that before is that, yeah, it's uh, maybe a less uh, less intimidating yeah. And I think it's like still yeah. a lot of work though. And it's like a different oh, kind yeah. of work. <laughs> yeah. I, and I didn't realize at the time what I was doing. I didn't even have an editor. Like someone wanted to charge me $50 to edit. I was like, that's too much. Now you don't even <laughs> want to what I pay, but it took those, it took making a lot of mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in like going for it and making mm-hmm. a ton of mistakes. Stop trying to play it too safe but learn, you know, and adapt along the way. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it messy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. At a point you need to start honing in, but yeah. at the beginning, it's okay. Yeah. It's at the okay. beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you said you were, so you had a marketing background. So do you feel like that helped you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I always wonder what I would have done if I'd started publishing any earlier. Cause I just, I didn't have as much real world experience and I definitely didn't have the job experience that I feel helped me learn how to like plan my days. I'm a huge planner and it helps me do everything just more concise and it helps me set goals for myself, not Mm -hmm. just annually, but like daily by the hour, you know, like I know exactly what I need to be working on. Like you know, I, I use pacemaker to help track my goals. So I keep myself accountable. Um, and I think, especially if you're a full-time author, you have to, you have to set, um, your own boundaries. That's a big thing too, setting boundaries. Um, and you have to just be very disciplined in, in how you go about your day, because, you know, there's so many distractions. You also have to allow for some of those, but, but so much can take us out of that headspace especially Mm. creatively. Um, So I need my focus time. So I make sure I'm always dedicating writing time, marketing time, you know, video time, 
for like TikTok and stuff, all kinds of different things. And then mm. personal life. I'm carving out time <laughs> personal life too. You know, my son's still young. So it's like, I, I never want him to be like, mom works all the time <laughs> or, you know, she's always in front of her computer. So it's like when he's home, I'm off the computer, I'm with him. And then, mm. and then when he goes to bed, then sometimes if I'm on a deadline, I, I go back to work. Um, but yeah, that's very important to me too. Balance. Balance is always my number one goal. It's something I'm always striving to do better. Yeah. I think those are such great insights for, for listeners about like being organized with your time and setting goals, because, you know, like you said, as a, a independent business owner, it's really easy to not have direction. Yes. And, um, and I know that's ultimately what writers are, which is something I never thought about when I was first writing. I never thought of myself as a business person, but I'm getting there. So you mentioned wanting to go back on um, setting boundaries. Can you tell me more about that? Um, I think especially when you're starting out, it's very, you're very eager to meet everybody. You're very, you know, you're a yes person with everything that comes your way. I mean, you want to be that you, and we all want to be like super helpful to everyone who needs help and um, all kinds of stuff. But there does come a time when it's like, when it starts taking away from either you emotionally or, or what you need to be focusing on in order to like give that energy to anyone else. So I I need to set boundaries in order to stay focused because um, I still try to say yes to everyone, but I try to say yes, I can do it at this time rather than yes, let me drop everything because that is my personality. That is mm. my go-to instinct. I'm like, oh, you okay, let me just do that now. And then by the end <laughs> of the day, I realize, oh no, uh. I've lost my entire day you know? Um, so, so that's how I set boundaries, just knowing in, in planning helps me do that because I know what I have to get done around the Mm. certain time. I know what my priorities are. I know how I can shift priorities, which is what project management taught me in my old job. Mm. I think you had asked me earlier how that helped me. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the, the planning portion and the organization, like I used to create timelines in my job, like I was in it project management and creative project management, and I managed teams of like many. So I had to always kind of be focused for them. So I, I'm able to apply that in order to keep my schedule the way it needs to be. And, and then that all goes towards balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really resonates with like the mom experience. It's the default, isn't it? Like to do things for other people. So it's so easy to continue that role in your creative life. But as you mentioned, the, the risks are like huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely get bogged down and then you're adding time to the end of your writing goals and then you miss your editing deadlines. And it's just like a, you know, it spirals. So you've already then shared a little bit about how, you know, your, your day job. And I love this, that you're, you came from this super like organizational background. (laughs) Because that's not what I would have thought when I see all of your like luscious romance uh, <laughs> novels, and I'm reading um, Fired Up right now, which I'm loving. Yeah, yeah. And I also love that you know the main character Meadow is uh, a single mom. 
That's actually my first time ever writing a single mom. I think it's always intimidated me before just because it's my life. So writing something a little too close to home was hard for me to imagine, but I'm so glad I did it because Tate is the cutest kid ever to embrace romance <laughs> books. Um, but there's just something really fun about that that dynamic between, you know, the mom and son, but also like that new man coming into their lives. Like, how does that fit in? Especially she's a widow. So how does she make that work for her emotionally? And also like Meadows kind of like me in a way, I guess, because like, she's trying to find that balance, you know, and her son always comes first. Um, So, yeah. So I definitely modeled the kid after my son when my, when my son was three years old, um, I went back and videos and I was watching all it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so sweet. And I mean, she's a creative person too, a photographer, right? Yeah. So yes. yep. yeah, I write cool. a lot of um, creative positions in my books. It's just kind of, I think what I'll probably always do. It's what I know the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyway, as I, what I was saying when I got sidetracked by that uh, was just that it's it's cool how you know you came from this background where you're very like linear and organizing people and humans and that, and now you're doing this this creative work. And do you see yourself having like changed? I really work more <laughs> rather mm. than less, which is something I'm working on because I don't need to. But it's mm. there's always something to do. So I always, I still need to discipline. This is still a working progress. I am a work in progress, but I do, I get distracted with still with things that, you know, I could be like done with my word count for the day, but I'm like, oh, but I can get a head start on this. It's forced me to be more disciplined in Mm -hmm. the time that I have. And I was never a no person before. And I'm not, I don't like saying no. I still don't like saying no. But I really think the boundary setting is huge. Mm-hmm. That's like a big change in me. I was never that person before. Yeah. It takes I courage. <laughs> right? Yeah, does. I think so. I think everything in this industry does. Honestly, if you, <laughs> if you finish a book, no matter what you do next, like that's the biggest accomplishment I can even imagine because the rest I feel like it's so much fun like the first draft can be it can be fun too but I mean that's when you're really trying to learn who your characters are and trying to fit all these pieces together of all your story ideas and and I don't know it depends how you write I'm kind of a pantser but I try to plot at the same time so it's like the best of both worlds uh but yeah it's it's challenging so anyone should be proud of themselves just for getting that far (laughs) Absolutely. But and that's only part of the the process is we know independent authors marketing is a huge thing. So can you tell me, yeah, like, you have a huge following on, um, on Instagram and TikTok. It's really impressive. I first found you because of your videos. I was really? just so drawn to them. I was like, Oh, my God, I love that oh, you are awesome. like, I was like, is this is this an actress? And then and then I saw another one. I was like, Oh, no, I think this is the author. But she's, oh, she's so funny in the character. And I was like, this is brilliant. I feel like I'm like getting in like seeing the character, but it's you but it's the character. It just really brought the story alive for me in such a compelling way. So how did your approach to TikTok start? Yeah, a little bit of everything. So 
when I first started TikTok, it's because I was watching them. Like my son was kind of watching some appropriate ones. So I was okay, but I kind of was never into it. I even remember a man, a husband of an author came up to me at a signing in like 2018 and was like, you need to get on TikTok. I was like, what? No. And I rejected it for so long. And 2020, I think March of 2020, I was like, let me do one of these dances. Cause I love dancing. Like I grew up being a dancer. So I just thought it would be so much fun. So I did it. I ended up deleting the video because this was back before <laughs> any other authors really on there. But, mm. it, you know, COVID started and like quarantine was starting and everyone was bored at home. And so TikTok just started blowing up. So I kept watching, but I wasn't doing anything myself. And then a year later, so in January of last year, I started doing more stuff and trying to get creative with it. And I watched what other authors were doing because it had started gaining momentum. And I remember seeing, I think it was Amy Dawes. I saw her do a story time where she basically just like spit out a story like it was her, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so engaging. And, and they really don't know the story's not about you until the very end. Mm. I had tried all kinds of stuff. Like I had tried just like showing my book and, and I realized that doesn't really work. And then I, you know, you really on TikTok, you find out after you watch a lot of videos and after you spend time on the platform and you're engaging and like, you kind of see what works for other people, but also you want to stay true to your own brand. So it's like, what's going to work for me, mm. you know? And my brand. So I kept, again, throwing noodles at the wall. (laughs) And the ones that I felt like were doing decent, like people loved my dancing, but they also loved when I like would try to tell the story from my point of view, like I'm the character. Mm. But then in other ways too, like just, um, you know, um, I did some like not, I did some stock video I want to say those didn't go over too well in the beginning until Mm. I learned like real footage is much better Mm. um and I noticed some other authors like having some success in that so I kept at it like the the things that didn't really work for me before you kind of have to keep trying them and adding Mm. new flavors to them um and I think my first viral one was one that gained a lot of attention from male viewers um uh it was like an eggplant one. I don't know. So it was like a <laughs> funny, inappropriate um, promo for one of my books for my rock star romance. And it just took off. So then I realized, okay, they like like the surprise element of, uh-huh. you know, like thinking it's you and then realizing it's not. And then wanting to go find that part in the story that you're uh-huh. talking about. So I think a lot of people go and buy the books because of that, because they're so interested in this one thing that you're sharing that they just have to go find it to see if, you know, to read Um. it themselves. Um, I don't know. I think it's all about like showing off your personality on TikTok, but also speaking to this new audience in a way that makes them, you know, want to come back and want to... I don't know, just get them invested in reading your story. So Mm. it's all about big hooks on TikTok. So I feel like TikTok also really helps 
authors hone in on their brand and understand their brand a little bit better. Mm. Um, you create much better hooks because you know exactly what's going to, you can see in your analytics, like who's jumping off a video at a certain time. Mm. And if you start watching those, you'll start to see, okay, this hook wasn't as good. Like this one didn't keep people around very long. So you want to just keep kind of tweaking. Mm. That was, <laughs> that's a the very wordy answer for, I really just tried everything. <laughs> and today I've kind of settled in a little bit. I still try to tell it from the point of view of the character. Cause I think that works really well. Mm-hmm. And was that hard? Because I feel like a lot of authors <laughs> might identify as introverts. And so like when I see you there, I feel like you're really comfortable in front of camera. Like, you know, there's act, you're acting, right? That's a yeah. very performative. I mean, and I've done some acting too, but it's like, I'm not an actor and I'm very much an introvert, but no one ever thinks that I am, which is very interesting. Oh. But I mean, I, it's almost like when you're a little girl and you're standing in front of the mirror, like singing to yourself, it's like that kind of a thing. Only You can almost like do this stuff to a camera and like, pretend like no one else is gonna see it no one else. <laughs> and, but then you publish it and they do so I don't know I just think it's about letting go and having a lot of fun mm. with it um you don't have I mean and a lot of people say they don't want to show their face and all that and there's ways to do everything figure out what you're comfortable with and like if you're really not comfortable showing your face and doing dances and all that there are other things that are working like the book flip pages where you tell your story in the text that works so well for some accounts mm. but i will say the one thing with tiktok is consistency mm. it's gonna it's gonna drive you and when you derail you'll notice your views go down so it's like if you want to try something new do it but stay consistent and continue trying that new thing for a while to see mm. if it works or not um tiktok is so random it's so random and it's very hard to understand why something works or doesn't work. But um, I've noticed that people who have a lot of ex- success with it, they repeat. So if something works, keep doing it. Mm. Uh, even if you tweak it a little bit, but keep doing it and um, you'll be shocked. I've seen so many people go viral on there. So it's incredible what the power is. <laughs> with TikTok. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I've only done really embarrassing videos to <laughs> make my son feel uncomfortable. So I'll have to step up the game. <laughs> yeah, do it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I felt uncomfortable at first. We're all doing totally. it. So. Yeah, you're inspiring. And and you mentioned brand and like it's mm-hmm. when I look at your your website and your books like you have you just mentioned like you have a very clear understanding of your brand. How did that emerge for you? Um you know, in the beginning it was just natural like what I wanted, but then I started learning things. I guess it's very easy for us to be very selfish. You know, if we're indie authors and we're doing everything ourselves, like we want to have the cover that we want to have. We want to have, you know, all these things that like are great to us, but you start to learn like that's not necessarily going to reach your audience. Mm. So it really takes effort and time, like spending time looking at what's hot right now looking at the similar types of books as yours, like what do their covers look like? And maybe it's not 
your idea of what you want your cover to look like, but guess what? Like that's where your readership is. Um, and it, and it really was hard for me. Like I went up in the treehouse was this beautiful illustrated cover, um, that okay creations made for me. And then I continued to do that for a few books. And then in 2000, I switched the covers for that. My illustrated covers got a facelift and I tried a different thing just to see if it worked. And it did. And mm. it was, it's, it was already my number one selling book. It was an award-winning book, but it mm. didn't ever like get the sales I thought it could. Mm. And then I changed the covers and it was like night and day. People started finding it because they never realized it was a romance book before. Um. Like you never realize like who you're reaching and who is saying no, because whatever feeling they got looking at something you thought was perfect just wasn't right. So, and that's why people change their covers so much. And, and I think that's okay mm. because you're, you're not trying to reach the reader who's already picked up your book. You're trying to reach the reader who doesn't know you exist because maybe they've flown by you in the store mm-hmm. because your cover didn't catch their eye. It could be something so simple like that. Um, so yeah, I have honed in on like who I am. I, I don't know, you know, I don't want to say who gave me this advice because she's not a great person in the industry anymore, but it was a self help guru who said like, focus on five things about your brand and, and really like try to define yourself using those five things. And I think that was very helpful for me because I have a tendency to just be all over the map. Mm. So I've had to make a conscious effort to hone myself in, mm. wrangle myself, if you will. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you, if you see my backlist, like I've re- written fantasy, romantic suspense, you know, I would write children's books if it didn't you know, take time away from writing romance. I would do it all, but I can't like, and it's one of the things I'm focusing on right now is I can branch out a little bit, but mm. they have to stay to the core who KK Allen is. Mm, um, yeah. So that's a theme that the boundaries, setting boundaries on yourself mm-hmm. just so you can be effective and also so your brand can, you know, flourish and remain strong. And what, like, what are the five things then to give us an example of the oh, KK God. brand? Um, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> okay. One, one thing just to we get a sense of what that means. Well, I think I know, you know, the emotional angsty kind of slow burn writer in me, like that's who I am. So, so I'm embracing, like, that's who I am, who I am. And in any book I write, whether it's fantasy or whatever, like you're going to get those elements, my books. So KK Allen isn't necessarily a small town you know, romance author Mm. with a little bit of mystery. Like that's not me. I can't hone in that much. Some authors can, and they do incredible. Um, But for my mental state, I can't do that. I cannot be pigeonholed that much. So I allow myself to be, to branch out a little bit more, but staying true to the core. Like when you read my books, you're going to get a beautiful setting. You're going to get something that's emotional. Like you're going to, feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. 
and you're going to probably take away some inspiration when you go. So, mm. so my then, five were in there. <laughs> yeah, I think that was five. I counted five. I got five fingers here. <laughs> and uh, do you then try to uh, convey that obviously in your books and like the, the covers and then throughout all of your marketing, like socials, newsletter, all of that? Is that? Yeah. Um, every year I kind of tweak like my, uh, my branding a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, since the beginning, I've said capturing the edge of innocence. Mm. So it's like capturing the edge of innocence and romance because I love writing anything I write, whether it's new adult or contemporary, it's going to be about the character development and how they're growing. And like from where they came from to where they are by the end of the book, you're mm. going to see that growth in my characters. And you, you, so you, you mentioned characters transforming. Like when you look at yourself back in 2000 and at the beginning, yeah, at the beginning, 2014. <laughs> 14. I was going to say 14. Um, <laughs> and, and to yourself now, like, do you see that you've like blossomed in different ways or have you, cause, and you also mentioned a self-care guru. So like, have you done work on yourself too, to get to where you're yeah. at? Or? Yes. And I think I could do more, but I have definitely, I mean, I used to be a very emotional person, like a very and I, or I still am. That's the core, you know, that's in me, but I've learned how to manage it a lot better. So I've definitely grown up a lot in that front. I mean, becoming a mom honestly did a lot for me there um, just because it's not to focus on me anymore. You know, it's about him, his needs. So, um, but yeah, I think, and I also used to be kind of a pushover especially in the workplace. I would always, I never would stand up for myself. I would kind of just mm. take the things that I would get and that were given to me and I was grateful for them. But then, you know, you learn, you can stand up for yourself. And I remember mm. getting to a point, the happiest I ever was in my career outside of writing was when I worked as an IT project manager for school. It was like a virtual school. Mm. And I just remember loving my job so much. Um, it was really hard to quit that job to do this full time, by the way, because it was such an amazing place to be. And I realized mm. like I need community, mm. great communities rather than like money. And like, a, you know, I need to be in a place where I'm surrounded by, by these good, encouraging people. And I feel like that's, that's indie publishing, you know, for the most mm. part, that's how it feels to be in this network. But in the workplace, I remember standing up for myself and I stopped I stopped just letting things happen. I started setting boundaries right there, like yeah. setting boundaries for like mm -hmm. the things I wanted. And like, if that raise didn't make me happy, I'd negotiate a better one. And like, I wasn't mm -hmm. afraid to do those things anymore. I wasn't afraid to kind of nicely demand the things that I knew I deserved and showing proof um, that I deserved those things. So I remember, Yeah. It was very nice to walk away from knowing that I left on like the highest of highs. Um, and then it was my choice. That was very important to me. Yeah. Wow. That's such an exciting like transformation of seeing how like the writing gave you that out. But it also, you didn't even need it. You, you, you found that like inner 
courage yeah. to create what you wanted. So you, it's almost like at that point you, you could have done anything. That's how it felt walking away. And it felt yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Thank I love that you. so much. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm definitely <laughs> struggling with many of those things myself. So, and I think a lot of, you know, that's, it's like, these conversations are about writing moms, but it's, I feel like it's really about like, you know, finding your life purpose and finding your, your courage to create like the type of life that you want. And yes. because, um, I mean, a lot of the moms I talked to were like in our forties maybe, and you're, you're just sort of at a point where you're like, you know what, I don't know if I want to just do the thing that's been given to me anymore. Yeah. It's like, all right. If I'm going to take this leap, I'm going to, I better do it now. It's been three years and hi, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still writing books. Um, so it makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. It makes you happy. That's what it's about. Um, and it's so great that your son can see you creating, you know, art in the world and bringing, you know, joy to people and that, wow, what a great like model that is for him. So um, my one last question is, again, looking so to, to this version of you, I know your name's not KK, now I feel weird calling you KK. <laughs> no, I love KK. KK was what people called me in college. I think they started in college. Oh, okay. So. It's like your nickname then? Yeah. And my first name's just too hard to say. It's Kini oh. Lei, which is Hawaiian. So. Oh my God, that's so cool. It, it is. It's pretty. I love my name. It's just very, it would be hard in the publishing world. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Does it mean something? Can you it means know? flower of Jean. Jean's my grandma who passed away before I was born. So uh, this version of you now, what advice would you mm -hmm. give to 2014 version of you? Keep going. Um, I probably would have encouraged myself to hone in a little bit more on the romance side of things, but I think it took that journey. So mm -hmm. honestly, enjoy the journey. I don't care if that sounds cheesy or if people, you know, it's people say it all the time, but you really truly need to love. I think Candy Steiner actually said it best. And that's something I watched her in the other day. And she's like, you need to truly love what you're doing in order to make this career a success because it's grueling and it's going to take everything from you emotionally and all that. And if you can't, and if you can't enjoy it, um, it's just not, you know, it's not probably the thing for you, but if you truly enjoy writing and you are, you know, and you're committed to putting all your effort in all your soul in everything, and you are ready to bleed those words every day, like this is it for you. And I would just told myself that this is your journey don't question that keep moving forward you know keep learning keep reading and yeah and don't be afraid to take the leap oh that's so beautiful thank you for that yeah <laughs> and My your dog. doggy agrees <laughs> we have one dog approval for that Hi. Um, and so where can people find you? I am mostly on Amazon. If you're wanting my books, um, you can go to kkallen.com that will have everything. And on and your TikTok, what's your handle there? Is it KK? Um, I have two. So k.k.allen is my main one. That's the one I started using, but I'm also KK Allen author on there. So oh. 
What's the difference? It's a thing with TikTok to create backup accounts because you never know. Oh. <laughs> down the next day, um, if you post oh. something risque. But I don't know. I'm more on the sweeter side, so I kind of go between posting steamy content and. Well, there you go. Look, you're closing it up with another tip. That's great. I have two <laughs> TikTok accounts in case one gets shut down. There you go. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. We'll put links to those in the show notes so that everyone can. And I'm on Facebook yeah. too. I have an awesome reader group called Forever Young KK Allen. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. It was filled with so many great tips and insights into how KK built her amazing author business that I can't even include them all here, but I'm going to share the top five that really resonated for me and hopefully they will for you too. Number one, stop trying to play it safe, but also don't rush it. It takes time to hone in on your writing voice and genre. Number two, use your writing time effectively by planning your day and setting boundaries. Number three, identify five things that define your brand and try to stick to those. Number four, when trying a new platform like TikTok, don't give up. The same approach may eventually work. You may just need to keep tweaking it. Number five, and related to that one, consistency is king. And number six, when you are creating, just keep in mind that the goal of whatever video or image you produce is to get readers to invest in your work. If you haven't already, it would mean a lot if you could subscribe or like follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify. As mentioned, I have a Facebook group, These Mums Write, and you can also sign up for my newsletter. I will put links to all of that in the show notes. Until next week, happy writing.